I want to thank you so much for tuning into our podcast called Cooking in the Catskills. I am your host, Brett August. I've cooked in some of New York City's finest restaurants. I've worked next to some people that were tattooed from their eyeballs to their toes. I've traveled all over the world and eaten some of the best food ever. We're going to have some amazing stories from some of the Catskills' finest chefs, from some of the chefs that I've worked with that have inspired me to become who I am. We're going to have some amazing stories from our family members that grew up in the Catskills from when they were little kids. And we're going to have a best time ever. Hello and welcome to Cooking in the Catskills. Super stoked about today's guest, JJ Johnson, celebrity chef, owner of Field Trip, three locations, the rice bowl concept, killing it all over Instagram, all over the Food Network, flying all over, here, there, everywhere. Many, many years ago when JJ and I first met, I shot him a text message and I told him, when you blow up, JJ, please make sure you still talk to me. And here we are, interview him on Cooking in the Catskills, Chef JJ Johnson. Oh, what's up? How are you? Thanks for having me. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day, celebrity chef. What's cooking today, my man? I'm cooking. I'm cooking. You know, I'm always cooking. I'm I'm doing, I'm, you know, messing around with some cassava and yuca in the kitchen. Are you actually in one of your locations right now? I'm actually in one of my locations right now while I'm talking to you in Rockefeller Center. Awesome, chef. JJ, I want to know something and my fans want to know something. Yucca, field trip, all of these wonderful things. Everybody's been asking me, did JJ learn how to do all these great things from his mom and dad growing up as a kid? And was cooking a big influence for you in your life? Or is this something you just picked up years ago and all of a sudden you're this master celebrity chef? Fill me in. How did cooking become such a big part of your life? I was hanging out with Elon Musk and we went to Mars. And then I came back and I started cooking. No, I'm only playing. Um, I was, you know, uh, I started cooking with my grandma in the kitchen at a really young age. And um, I, she injected food DNA into my body and I loved it. And I've, I've been cooking ever since. My first job, I was a dishwasher. I rode my bike to a country club where I, I grew up in Northeast Pennsylvania. And I, and I started as a dishwasher, went to Culinary Institute of America. And you know, I just been chopping at the block, Brett. Uh, my whole life, and uh, I'm just thankful to be where I am right now, uh, owning, having, owning three field trips, a rice bowl shop in Harlem Rock Center in Long Island City, and um, just being able to express myself through food. So I know that you grew up in, was, is it Stroudsburg, PA, or where exactly? No, Toby Hanna, Toby Hanna. <laughs> okay, now over <laughs> there, you grew up, but when did you actually move into the city or Brooklyn or wherever where you started really getting your, your cooking chops? Oh, I mean, listen, my dad's from Harlem. I've been coming to New York my whole life. But when I went to College Street of America, I did my internship. I couldn't find an intern. Uh, I asked my aunts if I could live with them in New York City. I moved in with two of my aunts in Harlem and I worked at Tribeca Grill. And that was my first time ever really being introduced to New York. I was about 18 years old, jumping on the train, going the, in the wrong direction. I'm supposed <laughs> to be going downtown. I'm winding up in the Bronx. I've done, you know, <laughs> you know, like typical, you know, new people in New York. 
type stuff. But for for me, uh, I fell in love. I, I fell in love with Harlem because my family's from Harlem. I fell in love with New York City because I feel like the food community lights up the city and makes the city of uh, what it is. And um, I've been cooking every ever since. I just been really thankful. Uh, or I want to say thankful that. Through cooking at Tribeca Grill, Central Vino Teca, the Smith Jane, all downtown, I started to make a shift uptown and got a great job offer at a restaurant called The Cecil, uh, where I consider that my kind of claim to fame. My first time I took the helm of a kitchen uh, and really started to run a kitchen. It was, it, it was truly my first time. So that's where I met you and our first meeting. I was walking down. I don't know if you remember this. I'm walking down the street in Harlem to The Cecil. Um, and you were outside with another gentleman. You were trying to parallel park your your Jeep, your SUV, and you couldn't squeeze in. And this is our first literally meeting. I, I said, let me get in your car. Let me help you park it. I parked your car. We went inside. And that was our first you meeting. Did, you, did, you, did, you did park my car. Uh, and at that time, it was my girlfriend's car, who's now my wife. So... Okay. Uh, thanks for helping me out and putting no uh, no scratches on the bumper. <laughs> but listen to this. Come on, seriously. That was almost um, 11 years ago or something like that. And 11 years ago, Brent? No way. Yeah, dude. That was 11. We know each other. Well, longer now because um, you know it's been longer. But if you think about it, I had no idea that you were going to be this celebrity chef. I mean, did you honestly, like, did you have an inkling or no? I had no, I had no idea who I was going to be. I was just happy to be cooking and uh, expressing myself and doing what I love um, and believing in the food. I've always believed in the food more than anything else. Yeah. You've always been, you, you've, you have always been true to your food uh, since day one. I've always known that's about you. You've always made You've always been into your certain things that have made you really take off now. I mean, I remember sampling you ground beef burger. I couldn't even, you wouldn't even buy my beef you had your set. This, you know, which, which really great. You know, I'm doing a, you know, I'm doing a collaboration with Shake Shack coming up in September. You know, I'm going to bring out the, the fire with the beef. You heard, you guys heard about, you heard Brett. He got excited about the beef burger. I'm going to bring something similar, Brett. Really? Yeah. And I saw you're doing something with um is it Giada as well? Yeah, I'm doing something at a Food and Wine Festival in South Beach. It'd be my first time traveling in a long time since the pandemic. So uh we're still in the pandemic, but traveling and uh oh, it's unbelievable. To take care of, you know, just you know, just just you know, I'm fortunate, Brett, you know. But again, I tell all the all the young kids, just believe in the food and people will come. But you always have been level-headed, and I've—I mean, I've been selling food to you, and not now, and we're still friends. And you've always said, you know, that we'll always be friends. And I always thought, I said, I've always said to you, JJ, I've always texted you, even when you become famous, man, you better not fucking stop talking to me. And you've kept your word, and <laughs> you know, you—I'm—I'm yeah. I'm really thankful. I mean, I know your family. You, I mean, first of all, how is your dad doing? My dad is good. He's uh, um, my dad had a major stroke, and uh, he's doing all right. He walked uh, with a walker still. He doesn't really need it, but just you know for his own comfortability. Um, he he's in great spirit, and you know 
he had one or two seizures uh in between the stroke, so that kind of set him back a little bit. But yeah. he's still doing all right. He's still doing all right. I talk to him every morning. Nice. He's good. I get his mum. I understand his mumble words. And uh so, but it's you, good that he's just still alive. You never told me this. And I found this out. I think it was from somebody else when you were doing field trip and I was talking to the designer of your building or something. So your dad was a nasty basketball player, right? My dad ran a, ran a, basketball, a really big basketball program in Pennsylvania. Okay, okay. Was that one of the summer camps? He helped out with one of the big summer camps. Like he, he's like a le- he's a big legend in the Poconos, man. I mean, even even a lot of the programs through the country, they know my dad and what he's always done for the kids, um, and not making it about about himself and making it about about the kids. So yeah, um, yeah. My my dad's always been there. He's definitely I, definitely missing the community now with not being able to do it because of. What happened to him? Yeah, yeah. You've uh, you come from good genes. You were raised from good parents. Tell me this favorite dish right now. I know you got a lot going on, dude. You're everywhere. You're you're cooking. You're the food. You're everywhere. But tell me, what are you rocking out as one of your favorite dishes now? Like, what do you really enjoy cooking? I know rice. Your formulas. You're always big into this. But what's good? You're playing with yuca now. I love the brisket. You know I love your food. We don't have to talk about that. You lo- I know you love the brisket bowl. You know, my biggest thing that I love right now is the veggie bowl at Field Trip. And then you add on whatever you want to add on top. So if it's adding on, uh, if you're adding brisket to it or fish to it, um, that, that's what I'm loving at Field Trip uh, when, I'm, when I'm, I'm in Field Trip all the time. When I'm at home cooking... I am loving, I always love a ribeye in a cast iron pan. Mm-hmm. It's just my thing. That's delicious. The stuff, when I see all the stuff that you're cooking, Instagram or whatever, is that actually at your crib or is that, um, I don't know, is that like a setup or something? Or, I mean, you know. No, that's my house. That's my New York City apartment. <laughs> Dude, you're getting big. Are you in the gym still too or, or no? Yeah, I, during the pandemic. I, I went to 186 pounds and felt very unhealthy. So I got with a trainer that my buddy was working out with. So my trainer's 65 years old, huge jacked. <laughs> and uh, I've been working out with him three days a week outside ever since the pandemic. It'd be a full year. And it's the best shape I've ever been in. Dude, you look ripped. Like Allison and I were watching the other day and I'm like, oh. I look ripped. <laughs> Dude, you're ripped. Your body. You're like I'm watching on TV. I'm telling you with Allison the other day. I'm like, look at JJ's fucking arms. He's big, like really big. I saw you in the gym the other day too. Yo, I weigh 157 pounds and I put up 240. I saw that. That's because I was impressed. You motivate me, man. I can't. I gotta. I gotta keep up with you. Listen, I'm not a celebrity chef, but at least I could at least try and be muscular like one. Well, yeah, the, the food you've been cooking at home looks amazing. I don't think a lot of people know you to be a cook, but you worked in a lot of great places. Brad Boulay, Spotted Pig, right? You worked in a lot of great places. Yeah, but nothing like you. Are you kidding me? I was freaking. Your food looks really great. I got to come over with the kids. I mean, first of all, the kids are getting big, too. Kids will be four years old, too, man. Damn. Yeah, four years old. And so was your wife working at the hospital the whole time, or... Um, 
I mean, she was staying at home because, I mean, with the pandemic and with the kids and stuff, I mean, that, you, and you had the restaurants opening, so you had a lot going on. I mean, my wife was in it, man, fully in it. I mean, fully in it, setting up vaccination clinics right now, setting up, you know, overflow for, for uh, COVID patients. You know, my house never got the shelter in place. We still have a shelter in place. My wife got promoted after the pandemic. Good for uh, her. Mentor. Yeah, really great. Been, been working really, really hard. So we're looking to cope and take a vacation really sometime soon. Uh, and just like ease down a little bit. But yeah, she was in it. Um, told me some crazy stuff during for COVID of what, what, what things that are going on and in the hospital, just with patients and stuff. Really sad. And um, that's, that's why I still wear my mask. Is it hard? I mean, I see what you're doing. Is it hard being in the kitchen with this mask on now and stuff? I mean. No, I don't know why we weren't wearing the mask before, Brett. Why weren't we wearing the mask before? People were, we're like, we're like on top of food. I know. It's a good why, point. Why, 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 why weren't we wearing the mask before? People were sneezing and cough. You know, processing plants are wearing masks. We should always be wearing a mask. So. Um, it's a good point. I, in my kitchens, we'll never take the mask out. You're in front of a customer. You're in their space. We should make them feel comfortable and keep ourselves protected as well. And uh, at field trips or any restaurants I have, we'll always have masks on. Man, that's a really good point. A really, really good point of why we haven't had a mask. God, the field trip in Harlem, I missed a brisket bowl so bad. Oh, but every time I text you where you're going to be, it's like you're in rock center. You're here. You're there. Harlem is. I'm just trying to keep the. I'm just trying to keep the staff motivated and, you know, making sure the food stays consistent. But I'm always in Harlem. I'm just downstairs sometimes hiding from you, Brett. Yeah, I know you are. I know. I know you are. Well, I gotta tell you, man. I've, I'm super stoked. I'm honored. Me and Ali, all of my friends, we're happy for you, man. You Sky's the limit for you, dude. You've taken off. You're one of the most famous chefs in New York City, now pretty much in the world. Wrap it up here. I want you to tell me what's next for you and when you'll be up in my house. Uh, what's next for me is um, I'm working on a new cookbook. It's 2022 about rice. Working on some other food stuff potentially, and, and, and hopefully expanding field trips. That's the ultimate goal is really expanding field trips uh, in New York and getting a really great footprint, and hopefully one day we'll be able to take it outside New York City. Field trips right now total are, what, three? Three, three, yep, Long Island City Rock Center in Harlem, and then once a year at the U.S. Open. Once a year, and the restaurants are open, what? Uh, Long Island City, 11 and 9, seven days a week. Harlem, 11 and 9, six days a week. And Rock Center, 11 to 5, five days a week just because we're in Midtown and hoping that it comes back strong. We were seeing a client the other day. People were waiting outside your Harlem location to get in for lunchtime. That's pretty badass. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People were waiting. Yeah. You know, it's just grinding, man, and, and just trying to put out really good food at an affordable rate. And I hope more and more people come and check us out and we make them future field trippers. You deserve everything. You deserve to be, I don't know, um, uh, enjoying this 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 roller coaster of success. Like I said, I'm honored to be your friend. Um, don't ever forget about me. And I want to thank you so much for joining us and cooking in the Catskills. I hope you're up soon. 
to visit, to sleep over, go swimming, hang out at the lake. Um, and thank you so much, JJ. Just thank, well, keep anytime, going, Brad, man. It's really good to hear your voice, and uh, congratulations on your podcast. And uh, I look forward to seeing big things coming from you. Word. I'll talk to you soon. Talk soon. Chef JJ, thank you so much for joining us on Cooking in the Catskills. You killed it. I'm so glad to be your friend, your homie. I'm always going to continue to watch you, so hope that you grow. I'll see you at the house soon. You bring the kids up. We'll go fishing. We'll barbecue. Hang in there, my man. Enjoy the ride.